you are now about to experience the Revive Effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. Each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life and you'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk and mind. Break free from quick fix culture. It's time you learn to love your body and ignite the fire that makes you feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Welcome to the first part of our Anxiety Masterclass, the link between your unmet needs and anxiety. This topic will show you a different perspective around how to sustainably ease your anxiety, even without that mainstream advice like yoga, breathing exercises, or meditation. Now, although these are great tools to help you mitigate your anxiety, in the first part of this masterclass, my intention is to help you use a fresh approach to start feeling more calm, level-headed, and in control of your spiraling thoughts, you know, instead of feeling that overwhelmed and, you know, constantly overthinking to the point where you're worried and too worried about taking action for the things you want most in life. And now let's qualify our listeners. Does this sound like you? Are you constantly overthinking or feel scatterbrained? Do you deal with this tightness in your chest and your breathing isn't smooth? Do you spiral with negative thoughts? Are you stuck in fear because of your constant negative self-talk? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then you are in the right place. As someone who has personally handles anxiety on a daily basis and has doved into the research, I want to take your hand today and guide you through the link between your unmet needs and anxiety so you can start making simple changes that leave you feeling calm and in control. And another huge component of why our programs teach you how to navigate your mind, self-talk, and anxiety Because without doing this, it's your fast one-way ticket to falling off of your health goals, nutrition goals, fitness goals, whatever the case may be. Since our programs teach you to overcome your root causes for spiraling, self-sabotaging behaviors, and anxiety, you are able to improve your self-talk, elevate your self-love, and give you control over your mind, actions, and behaviors. This way, in turn, you improve your mood, motivation, and consistency. Just think how easy it is to wake up energized every day to attain your better body, make healthier food, and dive into healthier habits when you feel free. That's why our students at Revive know how to master their minds instead of feeling stuck and frustrated and mentally anxious when it comes to making more beneficial changes in their health and in their lives. Now, am I saying you're the problem? 100% not. Over 3 million Canadians deal with anxiety on a daily basis. There's clearly something wrong happening within our culture that's causing one in seven people to feel this way. And of course, there are people struggling with depression and anxiety because they have chemicals or hormonal imbalances. Now, if this is you, I please encourage you to seek help. For the vast majority of us, though, it's our unmet needs causing us to feel anxious and depressed. It's in the way that we live. This is an interesting perspective that I came across in Johan Hari's TED Talk, and it really showed me the link between how your unmet needs could be causing you to feel extremely anxious. Now, I'm going to share a direct quote from his talk to tell you exactly what I mean, okay? Here it is. Everyone here knows you've all got natural physical needs, right? Obviously, you need food, you need water, you need shelter, you need clean air. If I took those things away from you, 
you'd all be in real trouble real fast. But at the same time, every human being has natural psychological needs. Meaning, okay, now this is us talking back, we're back into the podcast. This is meaning just like your body starts to shut down or respond negatively, if it doesn't have water, food or clean air, your mind will start to act out negatively when it isn't receiving the basic necessities it needs. And as our culture, it has brought us further and further away from our natural environment or, you know, filled our lives with overstimulating tech. It's brought you further away from tending to your psychological needs. Now, at this point, I know you're probably asking, Matt, what the heck are you talking about my psychological needs? What break is down for me? And I'm glad you're asking. You're asking the right questions because I've boiled them down into three big needs. And we're part one of this masterclass. We're going to touch on each one of them and illuminate some things for you that you maybe couldn't see were affecting your mind. So are you ready for it? And it boils down to three major needs. Okay, here they are. Purpose, happiness, and belonging. I'll say it one more time. Purpose, happiness, and belonging. That's it. Three things. And the more effort that you take to maintain these three psychological needs for your mind, the easier it will feel to step back into feeling calmer, cooler, and in control of your headspace. And the reason I say this, and the reason I'm asking you to invest in these three psychological needs is because you can't hold two mental states simultaneously. Think about it. Can you really feel anxious if you're feeling genuine happiness in the moment? Are you anxious when you find meaning in doing the things that light you up? Whether that's planning a group birthday card for your friend or you know, giving a homeless man a five. You can't. That's why meeting these unmet psychological needs is so powerful. Now, at this point, I know you're probably thinking it's not that easy to shift your mental state like we just spoke about, but I'm going to challenge that for you, okay? Let's paint a story together. Imagine you're dating someone. You like them a lot. Things are going great for a whole year. Then all of a sudden, ooh, they send you a text. Ah, it's over. Sorry, not working out. It's not you. It's me. Thanks for everything. Have a good life. Now, for the next three months, your friends try and invite you out, but you just can't go because you're feeling so sad, tired, low. It's like you can't, it's like nothing can break you away from this feeling. Then out of the blue, you get a text. It's the ex. They want to get back together and they want to meet for coffee this afternoon to talk some things out. Immediately, you get out of bed, you turn off that TV, you hop in the shower, put on your best looking clothes and you head out the door to meet them. After months of not being able to break the chains of this horrible feeling, you instantly felt energized, alive, and excited to go see them. Where did that energy come from? How did your mental state shift immediately? And I'll tell you how. It's because your psychological needs of happiness and belonging were met when you got that text. How could you possibly feel sad now that you've gotten a text saying they want to get back together? All it took was a text. So imagine if you started taking simple actions yourself to start meeting your psychological needs that are unmet to shift your mental state from overwhelmed and anxiety-ridden to calm, confident, and clear. Just imagine what this would mean for your goals and life feeling in control and not being subject to your mind. So let's stop talking about the subject Let's dump right into the three needs and how you can start taking action on them right now, right after listening to this podcast. So the first is purpose. 
Now, I'm not talking about finding your life's purpose by quitting your job and feeling called to go save orphan baby elephants in the plains of Africa. Okay, when we say purpose, we're talking about constantly learning and developing yourself in all areas of your life. It's unique to you and everyone listening right now. Maybe you want to start making healthier food choices at your work on your lunch break. Maybe you want to start moving your body more when you, you know, start your mornings. Little small habits that require effort to help you grow and elevate your mind, body, and life is your purpose. World-renowned psychologist, Carol Dweck, okay, she says, and this is a direct quote from her, effort is one of the things that gives meaning to life. Effort means you care about something, that something is important to you and you are willing to work for it. It would be an impoverished existence if you were not willing to value things and commit yourself to work toward them. Ah, Carol, my girl, you are on fire. That's a fantastic quote. And it really sums up exactly what we're talking about here. A lot of the time, we're not happy or fulfilled because we're doing what other people have told us to do. Get this job because it's safe. You know, let's go out drinking every weekend. Who cares about waking up early to exercise? We're ordering pizza tonight instead. But because that's not the real you, and that's not what you truly want, that's the problem that is causing your unmet needs. You want to take control over your health and happiness, yet your energy is being wasted every day, and your psychological need of living out your purpose gets blown out like a candle. To be living out your purpose, no matter how big or small, it requires you to put in some effort to the things that you value most. But like our culture fills our grocery store aisles and pantries with junk food that makes you feel tired, sluggish, and low, they've taught you to buy into junk values that leave you feeling that exact same way. Very rarely, think about it, think about it, very rarely are you told to hit the gym to enjoy the array of feel-good hormones that can simultaneously elevate your health and improve your mental well-being. Instead, you're usually told to hit the gym so you can stay looking like the influencer models. Very rarely are you told to go enjoy healthy foods that leave you feeling nourished, satisfied, and guilt-free. You're usually instead told to try the trendy diet, don't eat that much food, and avoid carbs like the plague. Because you're surrounded by and told to do these things without question, you end up working towards something, but it's not something that's valuable to you. The power of working towards something valuable to you can have massive wins for your well-being, And this is where we're going to talk about anxiety and its link to the purpose and the unmet psychological needs. So buckle up your seatbelt. This is cool stuff, all right? A study referenced in Victor Stretcher's book, Life on Purpose, the guy who wrote the book on purpose. It looked at young adults beginning their careers either placing an importance on money, fame, and image versus those who placed an importance on things like personal growth, relationships, community. And it turns out, Those who attained the money, fame, and image, they reported greater anxiety and even worse physical symptoms of poor health. Meanwhile, those who worked towards personal growth, relationships, and community, they reported greater life satisfaction, self-esteem, and overall well-being. So how can you start taking action on your purpose to experience less anxiety and a calmer, clearer, healthier headspace? And the answer, believe it or not, it lies in kids. Now, I'm, hear me out. I know I'm going off on a tangent right now, but I want you to pay up, pay attention to this, okay? When we're talking about kids, I'm specifically talking about a learning method that is used in specific schools. And this approach is called the Montessori learning method. 
And basically, really simply, the idea is that when kids learn in a Montessori school, they can take the lead in their learning. Teachers don't interfere. If a child wants to play with blocks, guess what? They're free to do so. If another child hates blocks, but instead, you know what? Loves painting, teachers freely let them do it. What these classrooms are teaching by doing this is the very definition of purpose, setting these children up for a lifetime of positive well-being. Purpose is concerned with what you most deeply value. You're acting in alignment for what matters most to you, just as these Montessori children are. They are only taking action in alignment with the things in the class they value most. To show you the power behind following your purpose, a study in Frontiers in Psychology, they actually followed up with previous Montessori students in their adulthood and found, even after accounting for age, gender, race, household, childhood, income, and social class, and years in private school, they revealed that attending Montessori for at least two years in childhood was associated with significantly higher adult well-being in terms of general well-being, engagement, social trust, and self-confidence. And here's where it's awesome to study. It later goes on to state, we found that the more years one attended Montessori, the higher one's well-being was as an adult. Start clarifying what you value and start trying new things like the kids in the classrooms. You'll naturally start discovering that what you like, and once you do that, you'll be pulled organically in that direction. Purpose is fluid. It's dynamic. Don't think you need to find your calling for the rest of your life. It's not always about striving for perfection, but rather for consistent growth. So now let's move on to number two, okay? Happiness. Now, I want you to honestly answer this question. Are you doing things that bring you happiness? I always forget to do this because I so easily get caught up in my business and I constantly work and then I wonder why I feel so anxious, disconnected and unhappy. And over time, I've realized we usually fill our environments with either two big things, work or distraction. Everything, and here's the big takeaway of this podcast, one of the big ones, everything you do either feeds your ego or your soul. Feeding your ego is doing things like chasing a fit body, working out in a gym you hate because you want to make your high school Instagram followers jealous. Meanwhile, on the opposite spectrum, feeding your soul is moving your body in a way that you actually like to enjoy an array of feel-good hormones and improve your mental health. You can see the contrast there, right? So the more you feed your soul, the more in alignment, zen, and happier you'll feel. Like we said at the beginning, You can't feel opposite spectrum feelings at the same time. You can't feel anxious or sad when you're doing things that bring you happiness. Ensuring you're feeding your soul more times than not, you will maintain that happy, light feeling and simultaneously release anxiety, spiraling, and overwhelm. Now, I always say happiness is a work ethic. It requires you to maintain it by continually showing up and putting in the effort. And there's that effort word again that we spoke about earlier. And like the kids were the answer to our psychological unmet need of purpose, they're also the answer to our psychological unmet need of happiness. And this time, they're the answer because of one key thing that they do every day. And that one thing, and that one thing, play. Play! We think of health, okay, listen, we think of health always as meal plans, influencer workouts, you know, breathing exercises. But doing this causes us to neglect the other areas of our health that pack such a massive positive impact. Don't get me wrong. These things are great as well, but we're on the topic of happiness right now. So 
I want to ask you, can you remember the last time you played? Can you remember the last time you took the time and legitimately took the time to immerse yourself in an activity that you truly enjoy? For me, that's longboarding, playing basketball, doing any outdoor activity, something where I'm moving or makes me feel excited. It's when I feel most alive. And because I do this, I bring a much fresher, newer energy for my business goals, my relationship goals, my health goals. I'm much more likely to give my meals more effort to nourish my body when I'm feeling high vibe and happier versus when I make a basic meal because I'm just stressed out and I want to get it over with. I'm more likely even on the other, on another uh, example, I'm more likely to put thought and care into a podcast episode when I'm not overworked and anxious and I feel easy and breezy writing it. This is why our programs are so different from others in the well-being space. All our practices are holistic and they work together. Working with your mind and mental state is something we always focus on in our programs because it keeps you driven, in control, and energized when you're trying to step back into alignment with your best self, your happiest self, your healthiest self, okay? Others keep showing up exhausted to the gym every day without taking care of their headspace. Meanwhile, you're showing up to the gym with high energy, a high positive attitude, and an attitude to smash your workout, leaving you on another high. Do you get out in nature? Do you sit in the park and read a book you like? Do you meet your friends for a good time at a cafe rather than just text them from your bed? Think about your mental well-being like a jug of water. Every time you put practices into action, that raise your vibration and make you feel happier, you're filling your jug. Anytime you take on practices that stress you out and make you anxious, you open the spout to drain your jug. So as long as you are adding in more practices that fill your jug, and you do your best to break away from the practices emptying your jug, you will master the ability to control your stress and anxiety and alleviate a lot of those symptoms you're feeling. Having too much on your plate and not enough practices that raise your vibration, this creates a mental imbalance, again, heightening your emotions of stress and anxiety. So these practices are all about finding that right balance and maintaining this balance. All right, the last psychological need of today is belonging. Now, new studies suggest Generation Z is now the loneliest generation. Our generation is statistically experiencing more feelings of isolation, getting married later, and the worst of all, ladies and gentlemen, having less sex. Gosh, that's awful statistics. Now, do you know how many Americans report feelings of constant loneliness? 120 million. That's enough to put that into perspective for you. That's enough to populate Canada three times. We're in the middle of a loneliness epidemic. Now, it's no doubt that loneliness is a major nail in the tire to meeting your psychological need of belonging. And an article published in Psychology Today, it references a report that analyzed 63 studies concluding loneliness and isolation are directly linked to depression and anxiety. There's so much research on how to how, how this lack of belonging, social connection, and community that can back this up. But the most important thing is noticing how you feel when you feel isolated. How was your mental state over the pandemic lockdown? My guess was like it, it was exactly like mine. You're low, sad, tired all the time for no reason. And even another example is that we've created an age where we rarely need to interact. And even when we do interact, it's through a screen, texting, 
Instagram. Heck, you can even order food right to your door without talking to a single person. So with this day and age, how can we expect to meet this need of belonging? And I'll answer you a personal story. I'll answer this with a personal story, actually. I work remotely. I could literally work anywhere in the world. Bali, Japan, Spain, yet I have not done it. And there's a reason for that. Now, if I do that, my friends and family wouldn't come. They can't come. I'd be isolated, living, quote-unquote, living the dream in another country. The experiences I have there might be great for the first little bit, but they would grow empty without the people I love beside me to share those experiences with. I've been seriously investing energy into my social community. I've been making an effort to connect with a wider circle of friends to go out, hang in our backyards, spend time outdoors together. And I can honestly say it makes a world of a difference in terms of my mental health. Think about how you feel laughing with your friend over the stupidest thing that nobody else in the entire world would understand. How do you feel when you experience a concert with your friend group that you guys have raved about for so long and the artist finally came to town? How do you feel when you meet up with your friend after a long time because you've both been so busy and you're just so excited to talk each other's ear off all night long? My guess is that you didn't think about that feeling of anxiety. You most likely thought of the feelings of joy, excitement, and happiness. So just like this feeling of belonging can mitigate the feelings of anxiety because you're filling your headspace with higher vibe feelings like incitement and joy, meeting your other psychological needs of purpose and happiness can do the exact same thing. So to wrap up part one of our anxiety masterclass together, let's revisit the quote we spoke about above from Johan Hari's TED Talk, okay? Everyone knows you've all got natural physical needs, right? Obviously. You need food, water, shelter, clean air. If I took all those things away from you, you'd be in trouble real fast. But at the same time, every human being has natural psychological needs. Meaning just like your body starts to shut down or respond negatively if it doesn't have water, food, or clean air, your mind will start to act out negatively when it's not receiving the basic necessity it needs. And as our culture has brought us further away from our natural environment or filled our lives with overstimulating tech, it's brought you further away from tending to your psychological needs. So after listening to part one of this training, I want to leave you with a question. How are you going to start tending to your psychological needs of purpose happiness, and belonging. Think about that and step into your week at any point and start asking yourself how you are going to do this. And after that, I will see you in part two of this masterclass where we dive into a really cool topic around food, mood, sleep, and its link to your anxiety. I'll see you there.